Hi, and welcome to the Vine Community Church Podcast. We hope that what you're about to hear will help you to flourish in God's grace and bear fruit through loving God, loving each other, and loving our community. Well, happy Father's Day to you all. Yeah, way to go, dads. You guys are amazing and beautiful, and we're grateful for you being here. And uh, so thanks be to God for dads. You know what? And Father's Day can sometimes be a tricky gift-buying day, right? Uh, I'll say honestly with my dad, he, he's just a little bit particular with gifts. He's an awesome man, but, he, but it's hard to get him just the right gift. And, uh, you know, it's crazy how that happens, and that's probably true for me, too, with my kids. And so I don't know if you've ever had that experience with your dad, but uh, that can happen. But you know, a couple years ago on Father's Day, my wife got me this gift. This is a Power Beats, uh, you know, it's a wireless little ear, earphone piece. And I do really, oop, wrong way. We do all our calls on these in the last couple years, and especially through COVID, this has just been such a, uh, you know, this is a gift on, she gave it to me. I go like, I'm not going to use this because... You know, I use a cell phone and I, I turn on the speaker or I put it to my ear. And she said, John, no more putting that phone on your ear. And she gave me this gift that I didn't think I needed. And now I love this thing. Way to go, Lizanne. Yeah, hey, well, it was such a good, good gift and a timely gift. And so today, you know, fathers, maybe you'll get a gift you don't think you need and you'll really love it. So be, be happy about what any gift you get, right? And, and today we're going to look at God's word and see that God has for us three gifts. And I'm, I'm going to venture to say most of you really don't know how much you need to receive these gifts. I'm going to say that most of us think, well, you know, I already got that. Or I got enough of that. Or I don't really need that. But today as we look at, at out of the book of Proverbs, we're in a series called Is That Wise? We're going to look at three gifts that the Father wants to give to every one of us. So if you have your Bibles, turn with me to Proverbs chapter 23, and we're going to begin in verse number 22. Proverbs 23, get your handhelds out if you have them. It's great to bring your Bible. It's good to get the Word of God in context. So it's good to have it in your face and not just on the screen. So here we go. Proverbs 23, beginning in verse number 2. 22. Listen to your father who gave you life and do not despise your mother when she is old, but buy truth and do not sell it. Buy wisdom and instruction and understanding. The father of the righteous will greatly rejoice. He who fathers a wise son will be glad in him. Let your father and mother be glad. Let her who bore you rejoice. This is God's holy, sovereign word. May we be submitted to it in its beauty and its wonder and authority today. And so as we look at this passage, dad and moms, if you're a Christ father or you, you know this, that your true identity is based only in being a child of the heavenly king. So if you're a dad or a mom or just a teenage or child here today, if you know Jesus as your Lord and God, you're a child. Everyone in here is supposed to kind of listen up. 
Listen up because we all are a child who needs to listen to what the Heavenly Father has to instruct us today. And so today we're going to look at these three gifts. Some of them we don't really think we need. But the first gift is this. It's the gift of God-centered listening. Verse 22 talks about this. Look at it. It says, listen to your father who gave you life and do not despise your mother when she is old. The verse begins with listen. You know, it's hard to listen at times, right? And it's interesting what this means. The, The word in the Hebrew has an interesting meaning. I read this and I wanted to share this quote with you, is that the word means hear or listen. It means the word literally shema. Maybe you've heard that. It's an excellent example of the difference between Hebrew, which stresses physical action, and Greek and Western culture that stresses stresses mental activity. Listening in our culture is a mental activity, and hearing just means that our ears pick up with the sounds. But in Hebrew, the word shema, it describes hearing and also its effects, taking heed, being obedient, doing what is asked. You see, hearing is not just listening, it's it's listening and hearing and obeying. And this is so radical for us today. When we are to listen, we need to be obeying God and his word. You know, the, the, the great... Um, greatest verse in Judaism is the Shema, which means listen, right? And it comes out of Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 4. It's when the, when the Jewish people were coming into a pluralistic, polyistic nation of Canaan with many gods, and they came in and God was reminding them, you need to listen, obey, and just only exalt the one true God. And it says this, hear, listen, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You know, dads and moms, we are to teach our children this, the overarching principle of the book of Proverbs to really pursue wisdom. But it's not any kind of wisdom that we're listening to. It's God the Heavenly Father for all who believe in him, in Christ the Son. He is the only source of all wisdom. In Solomon's day, he required that the people of Israel would actually obey this. How many of you in America are having people say to you, you're required to obey God's word and God? You know, it's not much happening, right? So we're in a different culture. And more than, more than any time, maybe in history, especially, you know, if you're youth, teens, man, Let's listen, not just hear with our ears. Let's love and obey and follow God and his holy word. You see, we're not only to to listen just because of the meaning of this word, shema, or listen, but also because of the context of this passage. Look at it with me. Throughout Proverbs 23, the father is instructing the son to hear and obey Uh, this God-centered wisdom. Why? Because in that day, just like ours, there's so many voices that are alluring, that are drawing us away from God and him and, and the worship of one God. And we see some of what's going on, some of the voices back in Solomon's day that are true in our day today. 
It's, it's about what we eat and drink, Proverbs 23. You can see those passages. It's about getting rich, Proverbs 23, 1 through 5. It's about physical pleasure, Proverbs 23, 26 through 28. You know, it's not so much different from today, right? What Solomon and people that day were dealing with and were enticed by. I mean, it's like, that's, these aren't bad things, but it's just when they're overstressed. And guys, in our culture, in this area, in this community, there's so many voices that are trying to distract us from the worship of the one God, of knowing him and him alone. You know, these things, again, aren't bad. But we need to constantly realign our hearts. That word's used throughout Proverbs 23 about five times. That he alone can satisfy our deep cravings, our deepest desires. And we're not just to listen because our parents, our mom and dads are biologically responsible for us, right? Nor are we supposed to listen because they simply are older and wiser, and they may be. But the context of this passage assumes that children will listen to dads and to their moms. And verse 23 emphasizes the importance of the value of this God-centered wisdom. Look at it. Buy truth and do not sell it. Buy wisdom, instruction, and understanding. That leads us to our second point. Not just the gift of God-centered listening is a, is a gift we really need to receive, but secondly, the gift of God-centered desires. Again, Solomon's teaching in this culture of Judaism that, that children are to listen to their parents and to God-centered wisdom. And he uses this phraseology. Look at 23. It says three times he uses these commands or imperatives. By truth... Do not sell it. And again, he says, buy wisdom, instruction, and understanding. I, I absolutely loved, as I looked into this and studied, what does that mean to buy truth? Or what does it mean don't sell it? Or buy wisdom, instruction, and understanding. And I was digging into it, and I love this one quote by a Bible teacher about verse 23. He said, we only buy what we eagerly desire. We only buy what we eagerly desire desire. You know, it's, 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 it's pretty intuitive to most of us, right? If we want to dress fashionably, buy your clothes in Amazon fashion or Nordstrom or Saks or somewhere like that. If we want the best education, we will go to UGA. <laughs> Sorry, Dave. <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe Harvard or uh, an Ivy League school. Just wanted to get, see if you were awake. <laughs> if we want wisdom, we will desire to know God and his word. If we want wisdom, we will desire God and to know his word. You know, I've said this in other sermons, but, you know, we have to want what he wants more than what we want, right? Because our wants get distracted all over the place. We're all over the place. And what we need to ask God do is what a, a guy has told me several times, they've reminded me, he's, God, God needs to change our likers, our likers, the things that inside of us, our hearts, 
that have affections and desire things. And so those are the things that our heart's desires that we pursue. And God wants our hearts, right, to desire him more than anything and to realize that he he satisfies more than anything else the world has to offer. And, and only the Holy Spirit can do that. Ephesians 1.17, Paul prays that, that God's people would be changed, their hearts would be changed by the Holy Spirit to love Jesus and his word and know God. He says that the God of our Lord Jesus, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and knowledge of him. And again, notice Father God gives us the spirit of wisdom to show us what God wants and then begin to change our desires and grow in wanting what he wants. And that's really cool. If you want what God wants, you'll pursue it. But if you don't, you really won't. And that's the hard thing. So today in our world, in our lives, we need to be a people saying, God, maybe I don't desire you as much as I really should. And I want to come in humble repentance and faith to pursue and know you. And, and Jesus put it this way. He said, sell everything for knowing God and pursuing and having desires for him. He writes that in a story called a parable in Matthew chapter 13. He says, again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant in search of fine pearls who on finding one pearl of great value went and sold all that he had and bought it. Man, that's, are we doing that? Are we doing, I love, soon after my, my dad, and soon after my mom died, he, he pulled me aside and, I, uh, he, and he told me this, he said, John, I still believe God has purpose. I want to pursue him and his kingdom in my life. That guy's 88 years old. Are you ever too old or too young to desire and say, God, give me, give me a desire, an increasing desire for you more and more and more. But we know we struggle with this, right? And this happens from the beginning of the world. Remember the four-part story of the gospel? If anyone here at Vital Grace this weekend workshop? Anyone here? Here? Yeah, we got a couple. First service, we had plenty. And, um, and uh, at the Vital Grace Workshop, one of the things you learn about is the gospel, how the whole of the Bible teaches us about what we are to really desire. And we know that in the beginning, God created Adam and Eve and that they were perfect and without sin. And they had the choice to do either good or evil. Their desires were focused on God's glory and they praised him in the garden. But then they fell into sin. It's called the great fall, right? Genesis 3. And they longed to be like God, something that they weren't God. But they wanted something, they wanted to be independent. Some of us struggle with that today. And, and they wanted to be like God. And so they fell into sin and their fleshly desires fell. And they would, since that time, we are born, we, not just as good people. Really, we're born in a way that we want. Really, only what's for us. You don't, you don't have to look far to, to uh, confirm that. Just look around American culture. 
Look around us, even in the church, are we? we when we're in our fallen state, you know, we're constantly falling in, back into our fleshly desires, wanting only evil. But yet, beautiful thing, that's why Jesus came. And Jesus, the Savior, came to rescue and restore our desires. And he himself lived perfectly with his desires, perfectly aligned on Father God. And Jesus, the perfect God, was sentenced to death on a cross. Why? So that he could purchase, pay a penalty we could never absorb or pay for. He paid the, that we could be restored to God and to one another and to all of creation. And one day soon, guys, Mama Devi, who's in the hospital, to the youngest person that's in this room, very soon we're going to step into heaven if you know him. And in that day, that's going to be a mighty fine day, isn't it? In that day, all your desires will want only good. He will change you and me. Praise be to God. And so we're inviting him to do that more and more and more right now. Right now in our lives. Well, we've seen these gifts. These gifts that we may not think we really want. But God would love to give you these most important of gifts. The gift of God-centered listening. The gift, secondly, of God-centered desires. And thirdly, the gift of knowing God. Verses 24 and 25. The father of the righteous will greatly rejoice. He who fathers a wise son will be glad in him. Let your father and mother be glad. Let her who bore you rejoice. Verse 24 says, the father of the righteous or the father of a wise son, father of a person, a son or a daughter who is righteous and who is wise can make your heart rejoice, right? That's a good thing. But where does that come from? Righteousness and wisdom, it, we know from our study of Proverbs, Proverbs 1-7, the theme of the book, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. It's only by knowing God and desiring him more than the, anything the world has to offer that we will really become wise. It's only by coming to the place where we humble ourselves in God's sight and say, I know this is crazy, but I need by faith to simply say, I need a savior, Jesus paid it all, I want to receive his work on my behalf fully. I want his righteousness credited to my spiritual account. I want to be righteous. The only way you'll be righteous, the only way you'll be wise is not by our failing works, but by all of his faithful works, his goodness and grace is displayed most magnificently through our Savior, Jesus, the Christ. And that gives us hope as we begin to say, God, I want to know you more than anything. So parents, if you're a follower of Christ, will you bring your heart and seek after joy, not because your kids are succeeding academically or 
because they're excelling in sports or in their hobbies or because they're getting into the right colleges or making the right grades or making lots of money or moving close to you or taking care of you when you're older or whatever you're desiring. It's about your kids longing for, longing for Jesus. Please let my kids know you. And I know when I say this, that can come with even some shame. Some of you are feeling, man, my kids are wandering and I'm hurting and I'm seeking. You might be seeking to do everything you should and can be to, to point them to Jesus. And I want to say to you this, this day, don't stop the shame and guilt. In Jesus' name, reject the shame and guilt and say, Lord, Lord, let me wait patiently on you. Let me continue to have that hope, that desire that my kids will come to know you. And even right now, I'm looking at some of your faces and I'm crying out for as your pastor, as one of your pastors, Lord, please, please, especially save the prodigals. Please chase after them. Let their hearts desire you, Lord. So ask the Lord to work deeply in the hearts of your children. And as we said, wait patiently on him to do his salvation work. And guess what? If your child is following the Lord and his righteousness, please, 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 I'm begging you, don't take the credit. You're not that good of a parent. It's only, only by Christ and his sufficient work that your kids will follow the Lord and love him and their hearts longing more and more for him. And if you follow Jesus, you remember that your true identity is as a son or daughter of God. Notice in verse 24 again, it's the father, the righteous, or the wise men who will greatly rejoice. You get great joy to your heavenly father as you rely on him and his work. We have seen this repeatedly throughout the Proverbs and the pursuit of the wisdom of God. And so today you say, well, maybe I'm not a Christ follower. How do I get to know him? Well, just simply, here's how. Jesus came to earth he lived this perfect life. He kept every commandment of God. And what did he get for it? He died on a cross, suffering sin's penalty for all those who would trust in him. And as we trust in Jesus as our, and his perfect work, he, as we've said, credits to our spiritual accounts his perfect record or right standing. That's 2 Corinthians 521 is just one beautiful example of what God gives us. We need to know God and we need to cry out humbly. If we do know God, thank you, God, that I know you. And increase my desire more for you and help me to listen. Open up not just my physical ears, but the eyes of my heart. Make me, cause me from the inside out to desire you more and more and more. So on this Dad's Day, whether you're in person or online, I want to ask you to receive these three gifts. 
you may not even think you need them. But God's word tells us you need these gifts more than anything. So let's ask God to give us these three gifts that only he can give. Let's ask God to change our desires, starting with us. You know, if you have a dad, you need to forgive. If you have a son or a daughter, you need to forgive, or whatever. Would you this day ask God to do that work here on Dad's Day? So that you can get rightly aligned with your family and you're rightly aligning your heart with the Lord. So let's just take a moment as Jordan comes to, and we're going to focus on the wonderful love of the Father. I want you to pray this prayer as you're reflecting. Father God, change my heart to listen, desire, and know you more. Will you pray this with me? And if you're not wanting to pray this, would you ask God for the desire to pray this and hunger and long for him more and more. How deep the Father's love for us How vast beyond all measure That He should give His only Son To make rich His treasure How great the pain of searing turns his face away as wounds which mar the chosen one bring many sons to glory behold the man upon a cross my sin on his shoulder Ashamed I hear my mocking voice Call out among the scoffers It was my sin that held him there Until it was accomplished His dying breath has brought me I know that it is faded I will not boast in anything No gifts, no power, no wisdom But I will boast in Jesus Christ death and resurrection why should I gain from his reward I cannot give an answer but this I know with all my heart his wounds have paid my ransom 
What should I gain from his reward? I cannot give an answer. But this I know with all my heart. His wounds have paid my ransom. Thanks so much for joining us for this podcast. For more information, you can visit us online at thevinecc.com, download our mobile app, or visit us on Facebook or Instagram at thevinecc. Have a great week.